0: Hi, welcome to the Xbox World Strongcast. Hope you're all well out there. And uh, I don't know what episode this is, but we must be in the 7000s by now. Um, At but I yeah, I'm here with Matt. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and I'm here with John Strike. Hello there. Uh, <laughs> He's got a voice for radio. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> John, uh, for those of you who don't know, and there can't be very many of you, is uh, is, uh, is one of our art men. He's, uh, he's what is affectionately known as a crayon. He makes yes. the magazine look beautiful. Yes. Uh, he's also one of the world's foremost Battlefield players. I you? am indeed. Yes, yeah. I am.
1: I am a, a big fan um, in fact, you may even it, say I'm an air conditioning system.
0: That's what a big fan I am. And that's the kind of humour that you're going to expect it to to come from John. John's, yeah, John's also
2: d- our resident joke teller in the office. I am office. delivering
0: it from the north, directly from the north. He is, is. I mean, people who read the mail will know how hilarious John's jokes yeah. are by oh, the absolutely. by the stoic faces we normally have. I, w- uh, I would just, leg- I would just also like to say at this point a
1: massive shout out to anyone north of Birmingham and also my own mother. Uh, thank you very much. Does she listen to the Strongcast? No. Ah. But it's the, it, you have to do it. Pelle. It's the sentiment that counts. That's my
0: water, actually. You,
2: that, that's my water. You oh, got two it? there.
0: Oh right, okay. You got Fine. two. Um, John, you might want to lean in a bit to the microphone. I'm just concerned that people won't be able to hear your beautiful northern, uh, dulcet what, northern tones. What, what Shane? That would be. How yeah. about I move the microphone? Nah, the microphone go, moves for me. There we go. There we go. Right. So. We've got a fairly lean uh, show for you today. We've had a, a very busy week this week because we've just finished off the Xbox World Redesigned issue which goes on sale 1st of September and what a beauty it looks. Um, so we haven't uh, we haven't had as much time to prep this one as we
2: we would normally. No. And Mike's in Gamescom which doesn't help. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know,
0: mics games Gamescom. So we were we actually hoping to have a bit of an E3 style a tie up where we could phone Mike and get his impressions yeah. from the show floor, but he's unfortunately, out on the streets eating sausage. Yeah, he's he's filled yeah. him he's filled himself up with sausage too much and pretzels and, 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 and beer. So what what we'll do is we'll kick off with Gamescom. Uh, just a little bit about it. There's I mean I think it's fair to say there's not a ton of surprises coming no, out. No, a lot of, of things
2: it. were rumoured about Gamescom, not a lot of as of those rumours have happened. Yeah. Um um, maybe some things have happened behind closed doors we certainly know of a couple of things which we'll be featuring in our next issue yeah um, but whether that's the case across the board I don't know no, I mean people were saying oh there might be a GTA we were, you know and stuff mm. well that clearly hasn't happened GTA
0: were ne- they were ne- Rockstar were never going to announce GTA UK just watch we'll
2: go back in the office now and surprise us yeah. yeah.
0: yes. <laughs> we all look like dunces yeah um, but what I can give you is a snapshot of, of, of Mike's impressions fresh from the show floor. He's, he's been keeping us up to date. Um, well, he's been texting me, basically. Um, and then after that, maybe we'll talk a bit about Borderlands 2, Matt, which mm. uh, which you're a big fan of Borderlands, yes. and that's probably the biggest announcement yeah. of the show so far. So Mike says, Gotham City Imposters, which is, for those people who don't know, is the new game from... The Monolith. Monolith, yes.
2: The guys who created fear, who yeah. did, condemned. Now, I didn't know what to make of this. I thought
0: it looked a bit silly, if I'm honest. But um, Mike says, I'm, I'm quoting here, direct quote, Gotham City Impostors is great fun. Great capital, great. Uh, he says that it's really, you know, really fun. It's, it's really, um, it, I, I guess... I guess because it's from Monolith, we, we, we expected it to mm. be of a decent quality. But uh, but you reckon it, it deserves a capital, great.
2: I feel really hard done by here because I came back from E3 and I said, Gotham City Impostors is great. I played it. I played it on the show floor. You did say that, yeah? It was awesome. And then I got a... Mark's <laughs> like, whatever, pellet. Whatever. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Which clearly he has done now. Yeah. But no, it's good fun. It's an Xbox Live Arcade shooter first person shooter Um, set obviously in the Gotham universe in in Batman's world there are two teams there's the Joker team and the Batman team obviously neither Joker nor Batman are playing Uh, you play as imposters so if you've seen Dark Knight you'll know that there are Batman copycats around the city yeah it's kind of a
0: spin on that first bit in the Dark Knight yeah so
2: there are Batman copycats there are Joker copycats and they're out to gun each other down basically and everyone's got fun little abilities so um, they're one of the Uh, classes in the batman team has a grapple hook which means he can just look anywhere in the map and fire his grapple hook and provided it's you know not too far away he'll instantly zip across that part of the level or another one has a you know batman's capability essentially so he can glide around glide over chasms and stuff it's a nice little dynamic you've got you know rock paper scissor uh, elements to it but it's a bit more complex and the shooting is good it's monolith they know how to make good shooters yeah, so
0: I mean, I think we're, we're interested in that one. I, I do actually recall now you coming back from E three and saying that was good.
2: But you, you, your attention might have been distracted by the fact I told you there was a woman dressed as like a jo- uh, like a Harley Quinn by oh, the yeah. stand, yeah, who yeah. was uh, let's just say she was she was bending over like a ninety degree <laughs> angle to talk to the patrons in front. But because I'm pressed and I got to like. Skip the line basically. I was standing right behind her as she was doing these 90 degree right. bendo. <laughs> and let's just say her skirt was more like a belt. Right. And, right. Uh, that sounds brilliant. And when I told that story in the office, everyone was like, oh, yeah. So, um, okay. So, yeah, but the game's good as well. Uh, next up, Lollipop Chainsaw, the new game from Suda. Uh,
0: Mike, and this is a direct quote again Lollipop tr- Chainsaw is the most violent, sweary game ever made, he says. Uh, wh- uh, close your ears if you don't like swearing, by the way, in the next bit. One boss attacks you with a giant ten foot oh sorry, one boss attacks you with giant ten foot walls made of cuss words. You've got to dodge the word cocksucker" flying at you at fifty miles an hour. <laughs> mad shit he says
2: <laughs> that sounds brilliant
0: I, I love the idea of finding a wall of swear words so we we first sort of first saw sight of this about i don't know a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. um, set in a high school, yep. Uh, full of zombies for some reason. Why not? Uh, she's a cheerleader. Yeah, it's Buffy the Zombie Slayer. Yeah, essentially. And she's um, got a chainsaw. And it. she's got a disembodied head as a friend. Where, yeah. where, where he got that? Oh
2: no, surely not Shadows of the Damned, which he also created. Um, yeah. yeah, he's. I love CD fifty one. I know Shadows. We gave. What did we give it? Seventies. Seventy four. My my old personal tipage. I would have put that a little bit higher because I, I really really enjoyed that game. There was it did have issues. Don't get me wrong, um, but. Pretty much anything Suda's done, I've, I've enjoyed, whether it's good or not. And Flower, Sun and Rain, I don't know if that's a good game. I just found it an enjoyable game. Mm. Uh, this, you know, this again, I think it'll be enjoyable, whether or not it'll have that quality there. I don't know because Suda games have always been a yeah. little bit ropey. Trailer yeah. looked interesting. I think it makes it look awesome. I think it makes it look like one of the Suda's best. But yeah, and you know, any any crafted, you know, guy who knows how to use, uh, you know, Final Cut and slice up some gameplay can do that to any game mm. like we've seen some 20% stinkers with amazing trailers yeah so we'll have to wait and see
0: uh, he, a little note for Pellet he says dominated Batman's challenge room highest score all week top of the leaderboard Pellet style he says I'd be I him. said did you get did you do Pellet's, Pellet's smug face he didn't answer that one <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> Smoggington. Um, Dishonored is the new game from what they called Arcane. Mm-hmm. Uh, some
2: ex-Half-Life people and yeah. you know, some
0: big big, big names category. involved. Mike's quote, direct quote: "Amazing, amazing game, and by far the best interview of the show he's done. So look out for that interview in uh, in, in a future um, uh, 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 issue of Xbox." World he says: um, "Dishonored is the next Deus Ex from the guy who actually made Deus Ex." I think he means Harvey Smith,
2: mm, rather than Warren.
0: Rather than Warren Spector. Um, lastly, so, so that's one to look out for. Dishonour sounds really interesting. Yeah. I haven't actually even seen the trailer for that yet. I don't know whether they've even released. I've not
2: yet either. I saw this. I've seen the screenshots.
0: Screenshots make it look quite, quite um, intriguing. Mm. Uh, a couple of things. Anarchy reigns. He says is like power stone, uh, and in a weird choice of words, says it's totally fun.
2: That seems um, a bit. Yeah.
0: yeah that makes it sound a little bit like totally, totally fun, fun you know? yeah. <laughs> and aliens, he says, is loud. So there we go. That's uh, <laughs> that's Mike's uh, report from the show floor. Um, I think it just goes to show how few kind of surprises there are. Um, but Borderlands, Matt, is, is is one that is... Yeah, uh, Borderlands, I'm Mike. Must... Um, John, you didn't play Borderlands, did you? I didn't play Borderlands, no. Oh, that's, well,
2: that's the end, the that's the end, end of the end of conversation. Of <laughs> and <laughs> and See you back in the office, John.
1: I don't have any Borderlands-based jokes either. I do have a Batman joke. You're talking about Batman Oh, either. go so on. Give us a Batman joke. So is I... it clean? Shall I whack that one in? Um, I do know a, a worse version of it, but I shall give you the <laughs> nice As long as it. As long
0: as it hasn't got C-bombs or F-bombs in it, has it? No,
1: it's got nothing. Go on, John. Nothing of... Why did batman keep getting arrested i don't know john he, cu- he just couldn't go into a shop without robin
0: ah <laughs>
2: Have we got any church bells? <laughs> oh, oh, come on, that was, that was fantastic! Man. So let's
0: talk about a bit about Borderlands 2 then, Matt. Because, uh, very quickly, because you're a big fan of Borderlands, I was
2: a very big fan. And so, what you know, what so is Mike as well. Now, he came in the office last week and he's like, I've just been playing Borderlands, it's really good. I'm like, I know, that's what I keep saying. Um, it's I like looting games, like stuff like Diablo and uh, Dungeon Siege, that kind of thing. Uh, So Borderlands, I think immediately by virtue of the fact it's an RPG with a lot of, you know, with millions and millions of guns and a big looting mechanic, instantly I'm going to be interested. Um, If you're out to to play a shooter, you know, the first Borderlands isn't really going to be your thing because it's not. It's all about numbers, getting XP, taking on missions, grinding. Um, And to me, that's just. That's nectar, to be honest. It was a really interesting world. You know, it's uh, I love the cel shaded look. Well, technically, it's not cel shaded, but the cel shaded. What do they call it? I don't know. Some it nonsense. is basically cel shaded. Yeah. Um, but I think it, it gave it an edge that the original game didn't have. Because originally, it was supposed to look a bit like Rage, but obviously not as pretty because they don't have id Software's technology at Gearbox. Um, so I think it looks really nice. It's got a good sense of humour, like the Claptrap robot. Mancastle did our review and he hated Claptrap. He's like a little R2-D2 type bot. I really liked Claptrap. I found him very funny. I was always happy to see him pop up and tell a few John Strike-esque jokes. Claptrap? I think, I'm Clap-trap. At a, I, think I might have caught that before. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, John, he's on,
0: he's on it today. He's on it today.
2: Lol. And... Uh, and yeah, so I, I really liked the characters. The world, obviously, was was, was huge. It was fun. The vehicle stuff, uh, same. I'll say the same thing as Rage. It was functional, you know. It was, it was perfectly fine. Nothing to shout about. But it was just... Uh, it gave me dozens and dozens of hours of grinding fun. And that that's a marmite thing, ultimately. It, it depends whether or not you just want to go in and play a corridor shooter, something like Call of Duty, where you're popping guys in the head and moving on to the next, or whether you're happy hunkering down you know, beating up loads of low-level enemies, killing them to, you know, plug stats back in, into mm. your armor and your, you know, your guns to level up and whatnot. Um, and it did a lot of things. It did a lot of things well.
0: Apparently, they were saying that it's all new stuff in there as well. It's like there's no no repurposed kind yeah, of Yeah, so like a whole but-
2: new gun, like you've got, before you had millions of guns, because you had all these different components from different uh, gun manufacturers, which were then put together randomly, or you could buy them or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's how they would generate generate their weapon system. You got all new manufacturers this time. And the the cool thing about Borderlands is when you pick up a gun you knew like, depending on which manufacturer had made it, what the properties would sort of be anyway without without having to take a close look at the statistics and going by its name, you could tell, well, it might have an effect that, you know, shoots waves of bullets that go in and out of the ground. Um, just like a, a wave essentially. Um, or whether, you know, you'd have Ten rockets coming out of one barrel, or something crazy, and you're gonna have the same sort of thing with Borderlands 2, but it's it's gonna be different. You're not gonna be picking up the same guns that you did in the first game. You're gonna be, you know, getting all all new gear. Um, I like the whole. It's a more of a, a generative mission system as well. Mm. I mean, that that definitely sounds cool um, because I don't think for me Borderlands was a brilliant game to replay like there was stuff built in so you could play it again and again and get more stuff but it wasn't really there was no real benefit to it other, other than more grinding yeah. and by the time I saw the end boss I thought you know that was kind of and then play the DLC of course that was I'd had my fill I was happy to move on then. Mm. Um, but you know with different missions coming to play at different times I, I can see me revisiting Borderlands 2 it looks great as well I mean yeah, you've seen the screenshots really nice, and, and nice trailers. Yeah. it's crazy what they've done with you know with what is what, a six-year-old console now? Yeah. It's mad. So, um, It'll be interesting to see when Gearbox actually deliver it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably end of next year, I imagine. Yeah, I think I think the advantage they have with Borderlands 2 is that it's already... They've already got Borderlands. They've already got it out. They've got the systems in place. It won't take a lot to create a second game. Yeah. Obviously, new assets and new world and whatnot, but in terms of the actual engine, in terms of the coding... Should be minimal impact on the dev cycle, and I think that's the thing that sometimes trips Borderlands up because almost all of their games have been delayed. And um, when I when I dared to suggest that all of their games got delayed, Randy Pitchford took offense because he said, Oh no, Brothers in Arms 2 wasn't delayed. Oh, sorry, yeah, so um, <laughs> so almost all of their games get delayed, but you know, that's cool because they largely make good games. Mm. Um, and I, I should hope and I fully believe that Borderlands 2 won't be subject to you know. Two three year delays that some of their other titles have yeah. experienced.
0: So that was Gamescom, really. I mean, we should we'll be able to give you a better idea of what Mike saw <laughs> and what he didn't uh, uh, in the next podcast, and they'll be able to give you real impressions of, of, of what he was playing. But um, one of the reasons we brought John along with us today was because uh, we wanted him to talk a little bit about Battlefield. Yeah, we've which had
2: was... a we've had a lot of questions when we put out on Facebook. You know, give us your questions for the podcast. An awful lot of people were saying, you know, what's going to be better, Battlefield. Call of Duty, Call of Duty yeah, that'll, that'll and just, all? just generally, what do we think about Battlefield? Do we think it's worth buying a PC for Battlefield rather than use it, you know, keeping with, sticking with your 360 and playing it on there? So we brought literally the man who knows more than anything about Battlefield well, across the video game industry. Well. Tell,
1: tell us, tell us your stats on Battlefield, then, uh, John. Battlefield, bad company two. I think I have around 936 hours on it. Um, I reached level fifty over six months ago absolutely ages ago Um, I've got platinums for the majority of the guns I think there's maybe three sniper rifles and a shotgun that I don't have platinums for and platinums are of course a thousand kills Mm. with each gun so that's that's immense I I think my I think my kills are. I think my kill death ratio is 1.89 win loss ratio is 3.65 which Mm. I'm quite proud of Mm. so that's just Proper pummeling and of course disconnecting before you lose, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I um, I'm hyped for this game. Absolutely hyped for it. Uh, I, I so you know I I do only play it on PC. Um, I think I think you know if if you really want to get the best out of this game, then it might be worth buying a PC. Obviously the PC market's completely different. You'll spend a lot of money on a PC and you need to spend a lot of money on a PC to, to do it right, I
2: think. Um, Matt's
1: played it on PC, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well,
2: I came back from E3 and, you know, I am I never class myself as the biggest, you know, Battlefield fan. Well, I don't really play online multiplayer a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I came back and the first thing I said was I need to buy a good PC. Yeah, I absolutely. need to buy, like... A stunning PC, and I need to play Battlefield 3 on it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's going to be great on console, but it's going to be a different game. It's certainly going to be a different game online. Yeah. You've got bigger maps on PC, you've got more players on, on PC, and you I think it if if you want to play like with a the team, there's yeah. an advantage there on, on console. You, you can be more of a solo player. Even, yeah. even then, you sort of fail. Yeah, but on PC, I mean, it's all about the the big squad. team and play. Yeah, team
1: play which is very sort of um, inherent in the battlefield games. Um, you will do better if you play as a team, and that's that's um, that's ultimately what it boils down to. I mean, for me, I've I've already played the battlefield alpha, um, which was out a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, and my um, my modest PC. Didn't run it particularly well, but um, I gave it a good old hammering anyway. Yeah, I was um, Operation Metro, was it? Yeah. Uh, in, in Paris, set in Gay Paris, and yeah. uh, we we went down there and did some stuff. Uh, it didn't run particularly particularly well, like I said, but um, it was it gave me a good old taster of the game. So that's um, the level where
2: you start out in the park, and then the bomb goes off, and you go down
1: to the metro system. Yeah, systems. you head down, and yeah, you end up coming back out. I think into the, the city into the centre, city on the other and side. then you got buildings absolutely, falling down on top. Absolutely, of Absolutely,
2: yeah, it's all going off, um, and. What, what do you make of the new because they've changed the classes this time obviously the yeah. medic and the uh, the soldier you know the assault class have been rolled into one and you've got an engineer now who has an underslung yeah. uh, flashlight that can blind people what, what do you make of the tweaks of me yeah I, I,
1: I quite like the tweaks really I mean for me the, the biggest problem with the four classes from Bad Company 2 would be Trying to push the recon class into an area in which it's it becomes more of a team play class mm-hmm. um, because it was seen as a very selfish kind yeah. of kit. I presume it's one of the most played kits on on consoles because yeah. you know from from the kind of team play aspect of things. Um, and for me, that would, that would have been one of the biggest problems. But what they seem to have um, sort of done is is they've made it. They've, they've solved quite a few problems. Actually, one of the problems for me on, on bad company two is getting healed or getting um, getting revived, I should say, mm-hmm. in the middle of a shitstorm. Yeah. Or a storm, shall
2: I say? <laughs> no, that's cool. We can run with that. <laughs> can we run with that? It's oh. too late now. No, <laughs> oh, it's too late now. Anyway, there you go. Um, so, um, yeah, because you'd have you'd have essentially medics camping there, just reviving people. Yeah, reviving yeah. People. They get like, a lot. lot of, they, get, they get a lot of points for doing that stuff. But, but you, obviously, you're just going to be you're a bullet sponge. Yeah, absolutely. You stand up, you get yeah. shot, die, stand up. So, so of course, in
1: Battlefield Three, now it takes longer. The entire process mm-hmm. of the defibrillation um, and the revival takes longer. So. You know, it's going to be. It's going to for it to happen. It's going to. You're going to need some cover there, enough cover there. Hopefully for you to get revived, and hopefully for you to get out there without getting killed again. But um, that was one of my my main problems with with the classes. Um, So I think they've kind of solved that. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fairly pleased with it so far. Obviously, on the alpha was very early. Um, The first thing I'd say immediately was. prone people were a problem um okay. when it comes to camping um i didn't find camping too bad in bad company bad company too but obviously um when people go prone it causes all kinds of problems and mm-hmm. you know it makes them a lot harder to hit and it's just easy for them to go prone and wait for you to come around the corner um and incredibly frustrating uh for me um, how do they
2: get around that because they put it back in didn't they go and prone this yeah
1: this they, they, it, in, in Battlefield 2 it was, it was in there um, Bad Company 2 they put a sort of um, a crouching system in mm-hmm. which which I thought worked okay and I'm kind of sad they've put, they put prone in but I guess it makes sense in real life if you're getting shot at you wanna, you're going to want to get down as close to the dirt as you can so um, it, I, I just think it will get abused by people just sitting there constantly um, but
0: you know that's just part of the game um so I guess the question is, like John's PC can't well, it can run it but not, they can run not it, brilliantly. Not as much as I would want. I mean, obviously if you're
1: playing online, you can't you kind of throw throw um frame rate sorry, you, you throw the graphics out of the window. You need as high frame rate as you yeah. can, particularly with online games. If you're sitting back and playing a nice single player game, then you can afford to lose lose frames because you know <laughs> uh, online you'll need a fast PC to do it. Um
0: and uh, frankly, for me, I, I'm I'm definitely going to invest the money in it. Um, so I guess the thing is, is that John's PC can't run it. Are we concerned at all about mm-hmm. about what it's going to look like on Xbox? I mean, I, I'm don't get me wrong, I'm sure it'll look nice, yeah. but I mean, the step down is going to yeah, be because this is one of the rare games these days that is developed for a PC
2: for yeah. a PC. I think it's going to be a significant step down for 360, and I don't see that being a problem because it'll still look, it'll still look great on 360 but it would be absolutely mental for DICE to curb the PC version to keep it in line with a six-year-old console. Like, yeah. it's not PC gamers' fault thought that the Xbox came out in 2005 and it's still going. Mm-hmm. So why should what is essentially their game be held back as a result? And I think DICE are doing the right thing. Like, when someone said, someone had a go at him saying, oh, we saw the PS3 version, it doesn't look as good as PC, you know, we presume the 360 will be the same, which it will. It's like, you know, how can you let this happen? And the DICE guy was just like, well, of course we're gonna, you know, why? You know, of course we're gonna do that because, you know, if we can do more with the PC, we will do and they're absolutely taking the right line. No,
0: it's it's 2005, 2006 tech. basically Yeah, I guess Um, guess it will get to a point in which the consoles
1: sort of start holding holding games back well we're 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 already there yeah Yeah. we're already there
2: and they still I mean if you look at the games that are coming out though, I mean we've got things like like all the Skyrim demos have been on 360 this year we've got stuff like Bioshock um, you know Games that look better than anything out there. The three sixty is capable of some incredible stuff. It just so happens that PCs nowadays can do even better. And mm-hmm. that's the situation. It's not that it's not the battlefield's gonna be ugly on three sixty, anything, but it's gonna look great, it's just gonna look even better on PC.
0: I think you hit this stage at at the end of every generation. Mm-hmm. But I mean what I will say I think is that you know, Battlefield is perhaps the first game we've seen where the difference between console and PC is really stark, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. really super stark. That said, I mean, I mean, you hit an interesting point. We've we've covered this a lot in in podcasts before. Is that the games being created now for three hundred and sixty are, are unbelievable yeah. compared to you know you think compared about to
2: perfect dot zero. Let's think about stuff.
0: what we launched the console on. Perfect Far Cry, Instincts, Far Cry, Instincts, um, Advanced Warfighter, all these yeah. sort of games. And you know, here we are six years later with games like Rage and and Elder Scrolls and Bioshock. You know, games that just unbelievable it's like a whole different generation it
2: is like a new gen it really is Um, so we
0: shouldn't do down what the Xbox the Xbox is only doing what the Xbox is capable of doing the mm. fact that the developers have got even more out of it than perhaps Mm. we imagined is testament to them but at this stage in the console's life in any regular console's life we'd already have Xbox 720 or whatever it's called so it's not you know the guys who made battlefield are, are perfectly within their rights to do this they want to show the world what i mean basically battlefield 3 is a glimpse into what next gen xbox is yeah. going to look like yeah i was going to say sure. do
1: you, do you think that um, this will happen more often with uh, regards to sort of developers developing it for pc and not for console because up until now it's, it's
2: i don't know the, the for console it depends because obviously we we assume that people now are aware of what the hardware next gen is going to be? Like, yeah. make no mistake, Microsoft will have plans for the next console. Yeah, they're not announcing them to the public yet. But Apparently developers, in fact, will
0: Mike said that they're quite, uh, they were quite, quite adamant about not talking about it at all at
2: Gamescom. Right. Hmm. But you would imagine that people are now beginning to design games with an eye on the future tech. It would be crazy for them not to. Um, So the the trouble is there's a lot of money in console gaming rather than Mm. PC so it's like how do you strike out that balance? Is it the case of if they start shifting things back to PC to develop that there will then be future proof ready to drop straight onto a new console I think that's exactly what it is and I, I think that that will be
0: mm. I mean Battle, Battlefield do. 3 will is is yeah. what Xbox 720 yeah. will look like but ultimately it
2: will come down to the individual studios their preferences, what they want to do I mean you've got stuff like id Tech 5 which you know, id Software have created which, are entirely, which is just an engine that's entirely scalable scale it right down to the iPhone so you've got Rage HD on iPhone and they said they can scale it right up to the highest end PC. Mm. So that is that engine there is perfect for them yeah. because when next gen comes around, bam, they're sorted. Tim, Willis has already said if if cloud is incorporated in next gen consoles, then they're ready for it because mm. it can it can work as part of that. So um, yeah, I think I'd like to see more people, you know, focusing on PC stuff and yeah. Just yep. where we are at the console, because we know then day one they can hit the ground running with whatever new tech we get, rather than there being this two, three-year period where people are getting used. Like the PS3 had this, it had a three-year period where people didn't know how to develop for it. Mm. They're struggling with the cell processor. If 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 developers are capable of hitting the ground running with the new Xbox, whenever whatever it may be, then gamers are gonna you know and you know the benefit. advantage
0: the advantage microsoft will always have at the beginning of the generation is the the close relationship yeah. between the xbox and the pc yeah you know i mean that's the reason i mean it's like say it's taken three years for developers to to be able to develop a ps3 mm. but you know like you know with xbox good day one we were getting pretty good mm. pretty good pretty solid games you know none yeah. of the frame rate issues none of the and you know they were porting them over from pc yeah. pretty easily uh, and, I, and I think we'll see that next time round as well Microsoft will be able to get a head start I don't think they really made enough of that head start they had at the beginning of this generation but they'll ha- again have the chance yeah, they were to coming really... off the
2: back of an unsuccessful console yeah. ultimately the first Xbox was a bit of a flop in many ways
0: and, and also uh, what you've got to remember about the, the relationship between you know why, why games have been developed on console a lot more is because you know the, the, the online capabilities of consoles now are you know they're so capable online. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 in the last generation with Xbox One and PS Two, you know there wasn't that there, and PCs had a very you know a unique selling point. Yeah. Their their online capabilities made them made them um, you know people wanted to play it for that mm-hmm. that those possibilities. But but now we've got especially Xbox Live, which is really really a real quality online service. You know there isn't that need for for developers to. To, to, to go to PC for that kind of thing. So it's in, it's interesting, I think that, you know, I think Battlefield is one of the first games we've ever actively kind of come out and said, look, if you've got the chance to play it on PC, maybe you should play it on PC. Mm, yeah. um, but we are now getting to the stage where as great as games look on the Xbox 360 at the moment, and they really do look yeah, great. Yeah, stuff
2: like Rage, you will not believe it's running. I mean, on the it's on the unbelievable.
0: Um, but as great as they do look, we are we are seeing a real, a real gap between the majority of games and what's capable on, on PC mm-hmm. at the moment. And, of course, all those Battlefield videos and that sort of stuff that we've seen so far have all been taken from the PC yeah. version. So yeah. people are like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. But but you know, the big but, and it's called
1: £1,000, yeah, and it's going right. to take a lot of maintenance, a lot of love, um, and, you know, it's not something How you, much is it going to cost you to upgrade then? I think I'm going to have to start from scratch to do, do a new one. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, it's... That's it, what I'm doing yeah I I think (laughs) I think it warrants it I really think it warrants it because um, you know I don't think like Call of Duty I don't think they're going to bring a new one out halfway through next year or whatever I think it's going to have a good decent amount of time you can invest some time in it Mm. um, get a a decent little uh, team of of people playing it uh, and that'll that'll keep you ticking over for the next couple of years two or three years Um, hopefully you know there'll be expansions and stuff Mm. one of of my big gripes with Bad Company 2 is that there weren't enough Extra maps right. added afterwards. Obviously, there were a couple, but um, it just it, it. Hopefully, there'll be a, it'll have a longevity to it yeah. um, offered to it. Um,
0: so yeah. So, you know, you you play Battlefield mostly now.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Still, still like a bit of COD or, um, like well, COD be better. <laughs>
2: One of those winning jokes again. Well, I mean, we're going to move on to the questions now. And as I said earlier... Like, is that a question we've got, well, is it? a whole bunch of people. I didn't even write it down because there were so many people asking, mm. you know, Modern Warfare 3 or Battlefield 3? Like, How do you... See? Obviously, oh, you're a Battlefield I player. Well, why why, why I did will, you pick Battlefield? I will,
1: I will soundly sit here and say I haven't played a, a Call of Duty game since um, since Modern Warfare Two. two i played two COD. i played cod on. 4 and i played cod 5 which was world war 2 one um i deliberately didn't go into modern warfare 2 because it, it didn't offer dedicated service for pc gamers and that was to me just a massive insult mm-hmm. and i just thought i'm not even bothering um, i'm not a big fan of the way they just keep blasting games out um you know quite quite often it seems like at one point, there was a couple coming out each year. I don't, I don't know if that's right or not, but um, I'd, I'd rather have a game that you can kind of s- sit down with, really get your teeth into, learn tactics and, and everything,
2: and know that you won't have to buy a new one. In the yeah, exactly.
1: Learn. To stay with the yeah, no, your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Call of Duty, I. I don't think I'll be playing Call of Duty again I mean I, I guess I guess they are different games at, at the end of the day as well um, Call of Duty is a lot more sort of sandbox close quarter stuff mm-hmm. um, Battlefield I really like because it's got the it's got the fluid kind of movement of, of Call of Duty games but it, you know you've got a much wider sort of expanses to do it on on PC you're looking at 64 64 players consoles 32 players um, you've got vehicles
2: massive maps um, Destruction I guess Destruction yeah um, do you put a lot of weight on the whole team play, the squad mechanics, and stuff? Do you think that because you don't really in, in Call of Duty, it seems like a much more selfish game? Yeah, than Battlefield. yeah.
1: It's it's a, it's not. I don't think it's particularly encouraged in Call of Duty. You know, you have the you have your perks, you have your unlocks, and you have you you know your nice little things for yourself. But um, the Battlefield franchise has has manufactured a, a really good way of sort of
2: um, encouraging we, team play. You can win matches without killing people, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, you look at scoreboards at the end of games, you get the, the guy at the top with no kills, eleven deaths, and he's what he's done is he's just he's been flying a chop around, he's been sort of transporting people, he's been healing people, he's been completely instrumental in winning the round, but hasn't needed to, to, to kill anyone. And you know, you get other people who get loads of kills and they end up down at the bottom. So um, it's just got so many different ways you can you can fit into it as a gamer. I think um, whether it is as it a caters sort of, to different
0: school, yeah skill levels in a way perhaps that that modern, modern warfare, warfare doesn't. No, no know, it's much, na- much narrower. I, think. I mean, in in modern warfare, you know, you, you if you come in cold like two weeks after release <laughs> yeah. you're basically you're in buggered trouble. Yeah. you know you're, you're, you're completely buggered basically yeah.
1: which is why I need to ask you Tim uh, I need a week off at the start of October <laughs> yeah. uh, there's this thing coming that I need to do and it's uh,
0: I mean uh, you know I mean there are a lot of people out there who are like you know COD's shit and COD sucks and all this sort of stuff and it, and it you know we had a letter about it actually last issue and I was, I was I, you know my point there was it, it doesn't suck no. you know it COD I mean it's easy to when get you
2: compare COD to like Rogue Warrior yeah, starring Co- Mickey
0: Rourke COD you know let's, let's talk, just talk about the Infinity Ward stroke Sledgehammer this mm-hmm. year but the Infinity Ward COD's okay COD Modern Warfare had a s- largely superb Campaign
2: mode and uh, a brilliant multiplayer mode, you know, really, really good. I think it rightly shifted the way people look and develop first person shooter games. It was so important this generation. Like, we we can look at stuff like Bioshock and Skyrim and. and what else is going on Batman Arkham City and say oh these are game of the generation contenders they absolutely are but I think if you if you look at it from an outside point of view you might have to look back and say you know what Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare was the game of the generation yeah. not just because the quality which was you know you couldn't argue with that anyway but just the influence it's had yeah. on, on every first person shooter since
0: World at War was okay you know
1: it, it was fine Yeah, it, it was, was fine it's, it's, it was very tricky for that game to sort of do new things with old guns yeah, those yeah. guns have you know it's yeah. like yeah, it's the old old World War II guns. Yeah. They're in they're in any World War II game, and for for them to be able to sort of um, compete, you know yeah. com, compete, yeah. it's, it's tricky. I, I, I was keen to see how they did it. I think they did a pretty good job. But fine. I, I did have my be.
2: disagreements with World War One. It's not simply just because I don't like Treyarch. Uh, they're not as good a developer as Infinity Ward. I will come out and categorically say that. Uh, although we don't know what Infinity Ward are like now, of course. Um, but I think just in terms of game design, even though they have the engine and that it was a great engine the Infinity Ward engine like the when you pick up the levels like they were shorter they, they didn't have the right action points I don't know there were lots of little niggles I have with World at War the grenade spamming mm. was a big problem for me had decent multiplayer funnily enough and that was before it really like embraced Zomboids Infinity Ward stuff yeah the zombie um, stuff was good Um apparently yeah, something added
1: quite late into the game it wasn't a uh, Uh, an instrumental part of the game, was it? It was sort of Mm. something
0: that a a guy had been playing. Mm. And then the weird thing is, that's actually... The War of War that's what most people came. Yeah, out with, a lot the of zombies, really zombie, but it was great. Yeah, and good, a,
2: good on good on Treyarch because yeah. you know that's that's their one stamp on yeah, the, they, the series. They, they identified that it and it.
0: sort of developed it, didn't they? As well yeah. so that's good. And then we got Modern Warfare Two, which again had a strong campaign. You know, yeah. so, some people that's when the backlash
2: started, yeah. and I think <coughs> unfairly so. I really, really enjoyed Modern Warfare 2's campaign. Oh, I
0: thought there were a couple of moments in it where it, oh, yeah, but, yeah, but but generally it was generally it was really strong. But the multiplayer, this is where it sort of started to divide people a little bit. <laughs>
2: it's where they looked at the. the it was a the, perk-tacular. Yeah, they looked at the sweet cake of uh, Modern Warfare, and then they like doubled the sugar and yeah. like, trebled the flour, and it was all a bit stodgy. You already end. had a great, a great
0: multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know, you don't need when something works when it works online when it works out in the real world. You don't need to go and make huge adjustments to it. We've seen that with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. I haven't played the alpha, so I'm going off what John's told me. But I mean, it sounds like they've made t- you know t- sort of Can smallish we, improvements yeah, to yeah. it. But it's, it's improvements nonetheless, yeah, you know. But yeah. they haven't messed with the no, refinements. The when, when, you're talk,
2: when you're talking about a game that is so close to perfect already, like in, t- in the multiplayer space, just the smallest of refinements are all you need to make that game perfect. Yeah and I'm not saying that Battlefield 3 is perfect I'm just saying like the smallest change has huge huge consequences and can change the way people play for the next two years when you wade in all guns blazing like they did with Modern Warfare 2 and like bam we're going to add this we're going to add that we're going to add killstreak bonuses and stuff it just messes with the formula and that ultimately spoiled Modern Warfare 2's online mode it was still a good mode it was still better than a lot of the competition could produce but it just was nowhere near as good as what they did before
0: so then we have Black Ops, which um, I think was better than World at War, but, um, but I, I really like the setting of Black Ops. I, I sort of wanted it to succeed more than it... Mm. I mean, it succeeded in terms of sales, no yeah, doubt yeah. about that. Uh, but as a game, but I'm critically, like, yeah. and as a game, I'm, I, you know, with my critics hat on, I wanted it to succeed more because I really like the setting. I like yeah. that Cold War setting. I think it's really interesting, but...
2: Mm. Yeah, even though it had Rolling Stones, which I yeah. immediately was like, "Oh, Rolling Stones, brilliant!" <laughs> like the whole Tyler Durden stuff was so poorly implemented. Yeah. Like oh, I saw that from a mile yeah. off, and I'm not the only one. And it's one. such a it's such a
0: overdone kind of uh, mechanic as yeah. well. So many films and yeah. pieces of entertainment have done mm. that before. So we arrive at Modern Warfare Three. I mean, I think that the, the basic kind of gist of it is that Infinity Ward's. I think. You know, you know what I said to this this guy who wrote in last month is you know that cod th- cod modern warfare 3's campaign is going to be good it just is you know I mean worse well we're saying that from the assumption that infinity war has still got their powers you know because we don't we don't know this this time quite how it's going to work out because obviously it's but sledgehammer if nothing else, have got decent good ideas men in charge yeah, it's of it. It is headed
2: up by the guy who created Dead Space. Yeah. So, you know, that I'm very confident the
0: campaign's gonna be really good. Uh, I, I really do. And I you think- know, people who get on the back of COD are like, oh it's just the same old COD. Yeah, but you know it that what they do is they do very, very well. Yeah. You know, it's like really Hollywood, really like, you know, peaks and troughs, <laughs> crescendos, you know, they do they do that really well. Multiplayer don't know this is, the, this is the point at which mm-hmm. I say I don't know because we,
2: Battlefield 3 is the safe bet there
0: yeah I mean no, I, no, I think I if I was if I was going to call it right now I'd say that COD will probably probably have the better campaign or major shade the campaign mm-hmm. But Battlefield would almost certainly have the best multiplayer. Play player. I yeah, think that's I, I what I think. I'd everyone think.
2: can be in agreement on that.
0: I mean, Battlefield has got a job to do on the single player side of things because that bad company two lag- campaign massively. was awful. I didn't even play it. It was awful. <laughs> I yeah, he didn't. Even, I didn't even play, play it. No. It was awful. It. I mean, it was dreadful. So it was like seriously, <laughs> seriously bad. I, mean, I think we scored at eighty-one in the mag of yeah, the, the game. Yeah, but that was like. But, but honestly, about sixty-one percent of that is the yeah. is the multiplayer. Well,
2: I remember originally we were talking about: do we just review single player and do online yeah. as we yeah. did in uh, in community? It was one of the first um, games where we had
1: to kind of like separate
2: them. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to have a meeting about it because ultimately you're looking at a game that would have got would have maybe just got in the fifties at best.
0: Um, at best, yeah, I yeah mean, it was a shock. and then it would have campaign. been like
2: five out of five multiplayer. It's like, well, actually, it's because it's so important to it. Then that no, we had to take it into account when mm. we when we judged it.
0: So it's a difficult one, but I, I think that's how we, we see it stacking up at the moment. I mean, we're only a couple of months out from from when they come out, and and to be honest, they you know they've kept things fairly close to their chest up to this point. You know, mm. we've seen a few videos here and there, got an idea of how it's going to back. You know play out. I was very impressed with the the walkthrough of the Battlefield single player, thought it looked really good. Yeah, again, keep in mind, visu- visually, it's not going to look as good as that. I mean, it will look good, but I mean, that was running on PC and it looked amazing. So mm. that's our call at the moment. Yeah, should we wrap up with some questions? Yeah, let's get
2: some questions. And uh, Neve, Neve Hill says, With the Saints Row, with Saints Row the third due to come out on November the 15th. Uh, which is close to Skyrim, Call of Duty and Battlefield 3, do we think it will affect its sales and do we think Volition has enough faith in their game uh, Well, or has faith in their game um, for it to succeed at that point in time?
0: I think Volition have faith in their game but it's not up to Volition when they release the game, it's up to THQ and I think releasing it then is... Insane to be honest. Can, I mean,
2: can we say about saying it's very, are we allowed to say? Yeah,
0: yeah, it's going to be our next, it's going to be on our next cover. Uh, on our yeah, our redesign cover. Mm-hmm. And we love the game. I think it's brilliant. We, we played it in the office, tons of fun. It's as funny and as silly and as bloody and as rude and as as outrageous as you imagine it yeah. being. It's absolutely
2: fantastic. But, you know, releasing it then, I think is is insane. Yeah, I don't think any, you you'd speak to anyone in the office, they all tell you the game is just it's something we all want to play at home yeah. not just in the office we want to play at home we want to pour our spare time into this game but if you look at you know the the other games needs to put down is just Skyrim and Battlefield you're like would you play Saints Row the 3rd over those two games I don't think I, think I would
0: I think you know THQ if they dropped it back into January middle of January that would be it, it would make move, a huge difference it would make a huge difference you know um, this sort of clamour to kind of get it out before Christmas mm-hmm. is it, I know that there's more people in the market you know but there's more people in the market mm. you know there's more people kind of getting you know wanting to and this year especially the games are so huge mm. that it's just the I
2: only hope i see for it is that people it's been so long since gta4 now people want the next gta yeah, and they look to it as being the next gta mm. and I don't doubt that the quality is there for it to mm. be that and it to be a funnier game, a smarter game and, you know, a cleverer one in many ways because it's, it's got these knowing, silly little missions sort of, and whatnot. I,
0: I sort of think it's in many ways like, um, uh, we talk about this a lot in The Office, but uh, but the Spartacus TV show, yeah. which we're all watching and love. Spartacus TV show, for those of you out there who, who've watched it, will know that it's, a, it's, and Mike made this point, and I think he's absolutely spot on, is that it's a dumb show, Written by smart people. They know exactly what they're doing and they're playing to the audience, and that's exactly what Saints Row is doing. It's a dumb game coded by really smart people.
2: Yeah, when you're beating around an old granny, you're beating her in the head with a giant purple floppy dong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that the game is stupid. The people making it are, you know, they know that that's what people want because people played GTA 4 and they played as Nico and it was pretty stark. Yeah. It's pretty like po-faced. Oh, let's drive to this drug deal and not do anything naughty on the way. Whereas Saints Row lets you like shoot pe- people crazy. with crazy guns yeah. and hit, get an fist and punch someone and then they'll explode into giblets. It's got f- so much fu- funny stuff in
0: it. I, I think it's going to be great, but I think the the release window is is a problem for them, especially you know THQ are coming off the back of f- Red Faction not having done very well at all. So they need, they need a performance out of Saints Row. And I think that, you know, the danger... Because they, they're also bringing out Warhammer in that period as well. You know, so it's, it's a bit... I mean, someone at THQ needs to get hold of, hold of someone yeah. and get hold of some <laughs> other someones and sort of sort this yeah. out because they've got... Warhammer not so much. Uh, we're not impressed by what we've seen in Warhammer. But Saints Row, we are really impressed with it And I feel sorry for that game. I feel sorry for Volition that it's yeah. coming out in the worst possible time.
2: Bill Borum asks uh, at a movie theatre which armrest is yours? I don't know I... which one? What? which armrest is yours? which one do you go for? it's a bit random <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> don't know whichever ones If you, I, I guess if you go with the missus Timmy, it would be like the one in the middle like your lean over that. no yeah I don't know
1: well it depends on who's sat next to you and which arm, which arm they've yeah. taken if the guy t- to your left is taking his right and the guy t- to your right is taking his left then your arms are S- hey, if you get cr- there
2: first, I think the moral of the story is take both. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, you also asked, why can't donuts be square? I don't know. That's a that's a decent question. How are donuts made? Are they made like in a mold? I thought yeah. it was just
0: like batter. I think they like... can be made square. Oh, can they? Oh, I reckon you could make a donut. I reckon, but... I
2: reckon square donuts would have like stress points though. The the beauty about a round donut is like every part of that donut has equal. A weight associated with it, an equal the thing is you wouldn't pull.
0: be able to make it with razor sharp edges, though, would you? It would have to have like slightly curved edges. I think its yeah, stress the, points would still be pretty okay on it.
2: Maybe no, if it was square then like the corners would be heavy and it would be falling apart. Yeah, I think that's why. And I think also when you, I don't know, I don't know how they made if it's mould or whatnot, but I think when the, the batter splatted down, I think it naturally. Goes to well, what a well. great question! Two <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> it Fantastic,
1: yeah, it absolutely, fact, he, absolutely. He really like it.
2: rounds it up with, uh, "Can cannibals be arrested for being under the influence of alcohol if they've eaten someone who was drunk?" Cannonballs, cannibals. Oh dear, I, I say no. I say no because, well, it depends. Like, you'd have to assume that they could eat a whole person which I don't think anyone could eat a whole no. person and like, if you take the a bite out of someone you're not going to just have pure alcohol in that bite it's going to be a tiny tiny fraction
0: yeah it was like that guy in Germany was it Germany <laughs> who, invited oh, who, invited who invited someone, to someone round mad. to eat his genitals <laughs> cut off his knob and then started frying, frying it, frying it yeah. while the guy watched it yeah and they just kind of ate it together like over a yeah. dinner, didn't they? flambayed his penis yeah yeah, flambayed it yeah. does
2: that count as a blowjob <laughs> Probably does. Maybe, maybe in Thrillbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Andrew Emsley asks With all the HD remakes of old games coming out, like Tomb Raider, Metal Gear, Splinter Cell and Resident Evil, what about a Hitman HD remake? Oh, yeah. I, I will put Definitely. this in just because I waited for this. Silent <laughs> Assassin Contracts and Blood Money in HD on one disc. Oh, would that would think? be awesome, wouldn't it? How, do, how I played contracts recently and it's it's sort of clunky. Yeah. We talk about how Hitman 2 is very clunky. It is clunky. Do, do we think it would it would spoil our love for Hitman? Or no, I think don't think
0: is? so. I don't think so. I think you could apply the I haven't played Blood Money for a while, I must confess. So mm-hmm. maybe it's um maybe it also feels a bit clunky now. But you could take Blood Money's uh control system, which is which is effectively mm. Uh, the control system that was in Hitman 2 effectively and, and apply that yeah. apply there and get a, a pretty because you can't apply the one from a map solution because it's so different Yes, completely. so it would have to be from Blood Money and I think you, you, you could do that and I would definitely buy that definitely I mean that would be awesome I'd love to play Hitman 2 again uh, with without the Clunko controls
2: because yeah. it's a brilliant game uh, Adam Battersby asks uh, in the shops prices naturally dropped from most goods not Nintendo oddly but you know, he's, he's absolutely got a point. Um, should the same not be the case on Xbox Live, I found myself paying more f- for DLC than f- a five year old game in the shops.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a decent,
2: decent it. point. I mean, Microsoft are now introducing like offers whereby they do reduce like XBLA games that've been out for a while. But the marketplace th- such a frigging mess. Though? It is. It, it, it's I funny mean, actually. Dave Smith also asked with the new dashboard coming later, what would we add? I mean, the marketplace is an absolute joke right it's now. It's
0: literally, a, it's literally a marketplace. Yeah, you, I mean, it's literally like a jumble sale.
2: You, you go into <laughs> new releases, and there's 19 out of 20 updates is used star crap. Yeah, um, or just if not, it's nice Rock Band and Guitar Hero stuff. You should have separate shops for any games with regular, regular downloadable content. So I'm talking about your Lips, your U Star, your Rock Band, your Guitar Hero, your DJ Hero. They should have separate shops, and then the the actual new release stuff should be left alone for like the Battlefield maps or, yeah. or you know similar types of, of, of content. Um, and there should, I think, there should be like a more general. Um, reduction in price policy implemented
0: yeah definitely I think it's a great idea
2: who's playing who would want to pay full price for a map pack for a game that came out Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare Mm. for a game that came out in 2005 no one will pay like 1200 points or 1600 points whatever it is for a map pack but if you stick it on there for like 20p you know that's free money essentially for the people who've given up on their game long ago and it might be a bit of extra content for tell someone what, who has it in their library
0: i'll tell you what they need to base it on is the kindle model amazon kindle mm. model which is you know you price it at a price point you know lots of authors go on there and they write a book that, you know well-known authors write a book and you know you know they'll it's either a short story or something like that and they price it low and it gets people reading. It gets people reading that <coughs> author, and then they, then then it has a direct impact yeah. on your backlist. And it's the same here. If you if you go in with a few, you know, a bit of DLC, really low price, mm-hmm. it might it might might have a, a direct impact on on the backlist, yeah. on on anything, you know. Yeah, good, good I think effect. it
2: can absolutely you know bring old games back from the brink. Yeah, definitely. If, if you know, if the publisher's like, right, we're losing out on everything here. Whack, whack down this ten quid DRC to one pound. I mean, they're not making Different any player. money anyway. No, you know, by it's they're not there. losing; they're gaining stuff. They're yeah. not losing anything, um, and that's a lot. Oh, that's, that's all a the lot. question. That's a wrap, isn't it? Well, we have got one more, but I'm really terrified of pronouncing the games. The, the guy's uh, the guy's name wrong. Let's have a look.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a Dean Theo Theodosio.
2: Yeah, I really didn't want to...
0: Sorry, Dean. I, 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 we've absolutely can't made carnage of your surname. <laughs> Theodosio.
2: Maybe. I'm really bad with pronunciations, and I didn't want to butcher Sorry, the Dean. guy's name. He, he asked a very good question. Do spin-off games ruin a good series?
0: It uh, depends, really. I mean, I there, think there, should... there is the danger that the, the game a game is successful and then it just gets Call of Duty'd. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, the reason people are on Call of Duty's back the whole time is because there's been so many of them. Um Not because they if you look at them objectively, as we've already talked about there, you know most of them are pretty good, mm-hmm. but it's because there's so many of them that people are on them the whole
2: time. I think I think provided there's always maintained they are spin-offs, I don't see that they would ruin a good series for in, for instance, Resident Evil game i apps uh, series rather I absolutely adore has had some of the worst imaginable spin-offs you could ever play it's had some awful ones does that ruin Resident Evil as a series no it doesn't it absolutely doesn't it just means that there are some cack spin-off games there are some pretty fun spin-off games as well if I'm honest I really enjoyed some of the spin-offs of Resi I guess it
0: does and, it does sort of water down the proposition a little though so in, I, in I, the I, eyes I, of the ma- mainstream consumer maybe
2: that's why I'm saying it has to be quite obvious that there's spin-offs as long as you preserve like the main line of the game so mm. Resi 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 we all know what I think about 5 so I won't go on that point but if but if that is is treated with the same respect throughout, and spin-off games are secondary to that, then I mean, this is, what I'm saying is awful for, as a gamer. You know, I should be saying yes, they absolutely do. Well, no, no, they don't. You know, bad spin-off games don't ruin a good series. Um, you might get some good spin-off games out of it.
0: So that's uh, the podcast for today. We hope you've enjoyed it. hope you've enjoyed our special guest star, John Battlefield Strikes. Hello. Uh, Goodbye. Contribution. <laughs> and uh, and we, we thanks for joining in. Do get do get in touch with us via the normal channels. We'd love to hear from you. We're always looking for contributions, especially in our new mag, where there's lots more opportunity for you guys to have your say out there. Um, but until next time, uh, have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>